welcome, citizens of Dark Rose City. You have arrived at episode 45 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my co-host... Jerry E. Is I. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Victor Young. If you're new to this show, this is a podcast where two of you guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee. Unless just now, based on that intro, it sounds like it's just one guy. Just, just one guy talking to himself in two different that's actually a talent if you ask me one guy talking to himself in two different voices but I gotta do it in like a ventriloquist style too so my mouth is just never oh. moving but different voices come out that would be just, that would just be freaky anyways we brew ourselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then we sit down to break down analyze and discuss some of the new comic books coming to the local comic shop the coffee we'll be brewing today is called Columbia Norino Roasted by Fonte Coffee Roaster. And the comics we'll be discussing today are Heroes in Crisis number five, Captain America number seven, and Justice League Annual number one. Surprising edition. Surprising because we normally don't talk annual issues as those are usually sort of self contained story, like from the series. So it doesn't normally pertain to the main series. But I think in like recent recent years they've been getting closer and closer to using it to like end cap stories um especially is, this one is is that what they use that this one for i feel i mean it, it well, must this, it must be yeah and because it just made sense from the last issue we just we talked about yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah and but like normally normally annuals don't do that they're that, just their they, own thing they're just their own thing and they're usually even different writers with different artists yeah. and stuff like that yeah. but um but alas, this is a very important issue, so we're covering it today. Uh, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on podcast services all around the world. So alongside we're hitting that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing by hitting up iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. And make sure you spread the word about this podcast. So before we get into comics and coffee, how have you been, Victor? How's your week? Speaking of... Well, off topic here. Speaking of people that... Uh have a lot of talent and can talk to themselves in two voices justin roiland can do that because he voices both rick and morty oh yeah yeah, yeah. so and, and so, seth mcfarland yeah seth like voice i think like half the cast yeah yeah so like family, in yeah. order for them to like if they're in the same yeah. scene together they they gotta switch back and forth it's actually very it's actually a very cool talent i don't want to i don't to do would it. they would they switch back and forth or would they pre-record all the lines justin roiland switches back and forth so he's on the spot he's switching on, back and yeah, forth wow yeah. I've I've seen him do it. Cool. <laughs> it's really impressive, yeah. and I think and Seth MacFarlane. No, does Seth it too. does it too, but I just yeah. don't know for like for ease of recording for an episode, like would they do that or like I know they can do it, but would they do it or would they just record I, I for ima- certain characters? I imagine it's actually easier just to do it all at once. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because you're you're just recording once and that's it. No, I guess so. I yeah. guess so. It's just like uh, unlike us noobs who have to record in segments. <laughs> Uh, anyways, how am I doing this week? Uh, <laughs> imagine if, like, imagine if we like eventually master our craft to a point where literally we sit here and then we're like, let's go to this segment, and then we just play this music in the background, <laughs> hold it up against the microphone, and it's like, yep, still here. <laughs> it's just off our phones. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, we've been playing a lot of 2K recently again. Yeah. Uh, that's a little surprising considering I thought that was sort of like a dead game to us but uh, it seems we still find <laughs> lots of joy in either destroying each other or playing with each other one of the two yeah well uh, we've been having some tight games so you know we have well me yeah. and you especially yeah. Uh, yeah. it feels like um, 
got a bit of a rivalry going on, a bit of Naruto and Sasuke going on on the 2K19. I'm not very well versed on the Naruto Sasuke rivalry. Are they are they like friends? Are they not friends? Okay, let me make this easier for you. Kind of like a Goku and Vegeta thing going on. Ah, here, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, we're, we're heavily pushing Dragon Ball the last few, I don't know, that year. And, uh, well, well, I, I don't mean, know. That's because I feel like if I make Naruto any other reference, reference, you just won't get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, an out of nowhere Naruto reference. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that reference made sense. Um, and, of course, uh, Dokkan, finally, with has the uh, movie events going on, so... Yeah, uh, I've been keeping kind of busy with that. I guess I don't know. I've been busy work work too. Yeah, but I guess in my free time I've been grinding fair. those you events. Know, that's out, fair. Right? That's fair. Uh, work so is important. Work is very important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making money is very important. But that's just me. Uh, what about you? What have you been up to this past week? I also work. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No. Um. You know, Dokkan dokkan has been keeping busy. I, I feel like it hit a lull right before these events dropped. So we were just kind of sitting around collecting. For sure we're going to get another lull in like the next couple of days. Well, cause because we're gonna, I ran through this way yeah, too quick. We're, we're going to... Yeah. Well, I beat... I bring all just, four guys. But that's just how we do it, right? Yeah. Like it's so... It's not difficult to do, especially with when events now... Again, we're going off another Dokkan tangent. But uh, <laughs> I mean, again, with these events, they... They always have a, a particular category that just makes it easier for you to grind these events out. Yeah. That's why when events like uh, Mr. Right or uh, Goku Jr. come back, and then you, you got to go through the efforts of rainbowing those units with their hidden potential orbs, yeah. it's annoying. Yeah. Because they, they don't have the uh, the category boost that the, um, um, that the newer events have. Yeah. Right? So we just don't get it as often like say for example uh uh the uh, free-to-play uh, 17 and 18 right the right, uh, universal yeah, yeah, yeah. survival saga category gave you a boost so if you had a whole team with the universal survival saga you were getting you're rainbowing those easy no problem oh yeah 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 for right? sure. same thing with these ones yeah. right so uh that that's just the way that these story events go now yeah right which i mean like i'm glad for because yeah. I, I wouldn't want to sit around wasting stamina to try to get these things and not get right, them. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like, man, I just I want but that second part of the story right now. But that's also part of the grind, right? Like, that's yeah. just yeah, Dokkan, yeah, yeah. right? It's that's gonna, part of the Dokkan It's grind, just yeah. going to get annoying at some yeah. point. Uh, uh, but yeah, but like, what, once we finish these, there's only, I mean, really, it's just one story event, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. once you finish that. The it, other one's coming in, what, like a week and a half? Something like that? Uh, what is it, the second? I would say, yeah, uh, second. Two and a half weeks. Oh, man. I think it's slated for. Wait, is it coming out when the banner drops? You think? Yep, part two is part. The new banners is part of part two. Oh, okay. All right. So they yeah. okay. Yeah, it's about two weeks. Two and yeah, a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. It, I think the sixteenth is when it comes out, or it's slated for the release. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's the sixteenth, that's like two weeks from now. Well, it's the second, so it's. 14, 14 days, days away. Oh, oh yeah, man. And there's seven days in a week. My math is uh, Isa, no gouda. <laughs> <laughs> no gouda indeed. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do we get get a wrap on that uh, Dokkan talk before this becomes the, the Dokkan the, the podcast? Do podcast. <laughs> and, uh, like like we do every week, every week. Like every, I swear, it's like every, like every treading every, on the edge. It's like every week, you know, we we give a five minute update on what we're doing on Dokkan, <laughs> and then and then that, that's like mandatory. We should just call it the you Dokkan know, I, I segment. I wonder if any of our listeners actually started playing Dokkan 
because we've been talking about Dokkan so much. Maybe. Listeners, let us know. Shoot us an email. Contact at DuckRoseComics.com. Let us know if you've been starting, you know, if you've started playing Dokkan since we started talking about Dokkan. And also, you know, let us know your friend code. We can friend you. Add you. We'll, you know, we'll I'll, add you. I'll, I'll we'll play. Space. I'll yeah. tweet some people. <laughs> <laughs> I, every once in a while, I got to go through and clear that list up because it just yeah. gets clogged up, right? Oh, it depends yeah, on sure. what friend you want to use for the friend supporter and yeah, all that stuff. Exactly. All that other cool stuff. Anyway, so let's go and brew that coffee. Let's come back. We'll talk about some comics. All right. And we're at the comic segment. And what we do in this segment is we take some of the new books that come out to the local comic shop and then we bring them here and we talk about it. We discuss them. We talk about some of the themes that are in the book and we, uh, you know, we hope you enjoy our discussion. We bring them straight here. Straight here into this room. Where we sit. <laughs> yep. There's there's nothing in between. We take them, we come back, and that's it. We open them up. We're so serious about it. We put it on the <laughs> we put it on the board beside us. <laughs> we just go page by page. No, we just we just talk about the you know the important stuff. You know the the themes and stuff like that. You know, all that cool stuff. Anyways, before we get going with that though, Victor, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that coffee we'll be having? This one is a, is a bit of a mystery. This one is uh, not from our usual supplier. I, I make it sound like we're like drug dealers. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this one is called uh, <laughs> Colombia Norino. And it's from the Norino region of Colombia. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's been you don't uh, say. roasted by Fonte Coffee Roasters out in uh, Seattle. Wa- uh, Seattle and Washington? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Seattle, Se- Washington. Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Pretty short. I don't know my U.S. at all, <laughs> to be honest. I apologize, listeners, if you're from the States. Yeah, it's, we're, it's, we're, in, it's in Washington. We're clearly not this from the States. <laughs> it's in Washington. But um, so far, so good. It's it's a little more bitter than I would like, but um, this is, it's, it's very obvious this is a dark roast. Yeah. But, you know, having said that, the bitterness isn't one of those things that linger. No. Like it's... It's still a very good coffee. Yeah. But uh, we will save that for later, I guess. I, I still need to... I need sort time of to digest sip, sip on it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So before we start talking about the books, just know there will be spoilers. So spoiler warning. Because of the way we have to talk about some of the themes in the book, because of the way we have to break down the plot in the book, we're going to have to give away the plot. Um, so there will be spoilers. So you have been warned. If you haven't read these books yet, hit up your local comic shop. Make sure you pick up these books. Read them. You know, they'll actually buy them. Don't just read them at the shop. Buy them. <laughs> Take them home. Read them at the shop and then put it back. <laughs> and then put it back and say thank you. <laughs> and no, buy, buy them, bring them home, read them, and then come listen to the podcast. And then uh, hopefully you'll you'll find our discussion engaging. I, I imagine that's part of the reason why people started begging comics, begging and boarding. Just so people can't just come in, like, read it well, real no, quick no, in, like, well, five minutes and then dip. Yeah, well, that that part just makes it easier for people to... Because a lot of people, actually, when they come to collecting, they're very careful about the oh, spine. Oh, of course, and stuff of course. Like that, right? yeah, yeah, so, of course. banking it ensures... It actually helps the store, too, that when customers are, like, sort of sifting through the yeah. books, they're not damaging spines. Oh, the yeah, other yeah, ones. yeah. So, with it in bags, you can just easily have people grab them, right? Yeah. Because um, for the most part, actually, there's some shops out there, uh, especially the one up at uh, up by Highway 7, uh, Heroes World mm-hmm. that one they have it in bagging boards mm-hmm. but not taped and then I'm like hey can I check this out and they're like yeah let's take it out check it out Yeah. so like for them I think it's just to 
to keep them straight on the shelves. Yeah. And that's, you know, so it, but, uh, it, it helps them out as well. But I think it also, really, it, <clears throat> like, it also really helps with, like, like what, you, what you're saying, right? So. Because I could, I could, there's nothing stopping me. If there's no bag and board, there's nothing stopping me from going in. Read pret- and pretending that I'm like looking around, yeah, yeah but yeah. really I'm reading the book for like five minutes and then I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, nothing sure. stopping people from doing that. But, but I know it's it's mostly from a collector's perspective. Yeah, but like for there's like the three different shops that I sometimes frequent, and they all treat it differently. You can't sometimes frequent something. Huh? <laughs> you can't sometimes frequent something. The three shops that you frequent that I sometimes frequent that that makes no sense because for the most part I only go to one. And I go to the other two when I hit when I need to hit hit up. So there's like some niche that you, books. That you, so sometimes you go to. Frequ- sometimes fre- I frequent them. Fre- <laughs> frequent would suggest you go there all the time. No, frequent is just a consistency, isn't it? No, I'm pretty sure. It just sure. means some sort of consistency, no? I'm pretty sure frequent means you go all the time. Oh, so listeners like it. <laughs> <laughs> So it has to be based on volume. I thought it was just based on Number of times, like I thought, it was just based because on because if, if, if you just consistently go there sometimes, then you just you're just going there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't suggest consistency. But like, you're still I go like on going consist- there all the time. Yeah, but it's like a that particular shop is like a consistent. Okay, listen, we're gonna save this day. discussion for off air. <laughs> but I'm correct. <laughs> wow, <laughs> listeners, let us know if you have an English major. Let us know. Contact. I feel, the I feel like we're always com. relying on the listeners for help. <laughs> it's like our consistent lifeline. It's like we have like 20 lifelines, and all of them is, is ask the audience. <laughs> Would you say we're frequently asking? For help, I would say we are frequently. Yeah, that, for at that time it was. Yeah, at that time it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> book number one is Heroes in Crisis. Number five is written by Tom King, art by Clay Mann, colors by Tomomori, and letters by Clayton Cowles. This one really, really stuck to the theme here. <laughs> yeah, it was real heavy on the theme. It was heavy on the theme, and it was also. I felt like it was also a little heavy-handed. Yes, uh, the the writing was very heavy-handed. Yeah, uh, it, it, they they tried to make the uh, the message as uh, as obvious as possible, yeah. just so that it didn't really escape the readers. Not that it would have. Mm-hmm. Like it was very clear off of the first issue what this was all about. Yeah, uh, but it was very clear that they tried to make a, a very uh, strong statement and. Uh, in bold italicized letters mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much what I got from this issue <laughs> yeah and th- there are some interesting things um, interesting well the, interesting the, the things reveal at the end uh, that the, the reveal that Booster had for Wally yeah yeah see I kind of knew that that was the case though I'm like there's no way these guys got taken that out that easily but like, but uh, what could that what could that possibly even mean though that this Wally is five days older Maybe it could mean a couple of things. Like obviously, it's the comic book world, yeah. so it could mean anything, right? Yeah. Like my theory is that that there is somebody out there that's really messing with the heroes from the future. So what they did was they probably uh, killed them in the future, and then plotted uh, plop them into the current time. And then just took away the heroes. But then why would you even go through the trouble? Yeah. Just yeah, kill the heroes out of there. Because the it's, especially when he's just five days too old. Yeah. See, I don't know. There's, there's, there's so see, like, there's just more questions now. But I like that about, yeah. about heroes in crisis. I really do. Yeah. Like the, the questions are nice. Like I was actually close to 
when I was started reading this book, I was close to be like, okay, now we're getting to a point where we're not getting any revelations, yeah. right? But then I read the book and I was like, okay, I'm glad they took a forward momentum with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad they, they really made it a, a point of focus to say like, hey, you know, the heroes are out there battling with their lives. Mm-hmm. And like, the idea is that when we're when we're treating comic book worlds, when we're looking at comic book heroes, we treat them as this sort of unbreakable character. We treat them as this like figure mm-hmm. that can do no wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's typically how you want your superheroes yeah. to be. But at the same time, we have to understand like a lot of these superheroes are born out of real life examples, out of yeah. real life inspirations, right? Mm-hmm. So. They go through the same thing as what real life people will go through. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they stuck on to that theme and really made that a center point of it and say like, hey. But it was like really center. Like really center Like it was point. like it was like a chandelier, like a really obnoxious chandelier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It actually crossed it, it for me because of the heavy handedness. It crossed a little into the obnoxiousness. But yeah. At the same time, it's hard. It's hard to get that message across without coming off without sort coming of that, off way. Strong that yeah. way. So it had to be done, and at least because it's but done did it from though? Superman. It did it though because the message was obvious, right from the beginning. Yeah, I felt like as a reader, I kind of knew immediately from the, the first couple pages of the first issue. I knew right. what this was all about. No, no, the message is clear to us. That message to... is not clear to the audience in the book, to the world in the book, because right. that's only being slowly revealed. We see all this stuff that's happening in Sanctuary, but mm. the world doesn't. I keep forgetting about the meta. The meta, man. We're metaing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we understand what's going on. We understand the direct relation that he's trying to build and making comparisons to our world, right? Mm-hmm. Especially from last issue, we saw there was the the idea with... um with Harley saying no forget him this needs to come out yeah. right? I'm glad this is coming out Yeah. Um, because that those are conversations that we need to be comfortable having so in this mm-hmm. issue that is the conversation Superman's trying to have with the mm-hmm. world right mm-hmm. he's trying to let them know like it's okay to be this way because we're this way as well and you might be afraid that if we're like if we're held to this certain degree or held up to a certain pedestal and we're afraid, then should you be afraid all the time? Right? And that was one of the things he talks about in the book, but he says, no, you should use it as a way for comfort yeah. because we're human just like you. And it right? means that we're, it means that we're recognizing that there, that there's faults in, in being a superhero and, and that it comes with trauma and stress and, and, we want to mend those so that we can continue to be great heroes. Yeah. Right. And, and that that's the message that, uh, and it's a good message too. Yeah. It's a, it's a good message because, you know, many times when, when somebody, when, when people talk about mental, uh, like mental illnesses, you know, it's, it, it almost comes with some sort of a stigma. Maybe not so much now. Like it's it still does. It still does, just but it's more. But it's more acceptable now. Yeah. Right. Not as publicized in this way. Like people are just, you know, shooting yeah. it down or whatever. Yeah. Like we're, everyone's open to the conversation. Yeah, and I they're think. they're recognizing it as like an actual illness now. Yeah. Right. Because you know it's easy for people to say, "Oh, just get over it," whatever. Right. But you know it's not that simple as as we now know. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so it's it's good that um. 
um, that we're having this conversation now. Yeah. Right. For sure. And um, I think that, I mean, as obnoxious as it sort of comes off, it uh, I think the message is coming at a good time. Um, especially now that uh, it's something that we're trying to accept more. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, having said that, I'm also glad there's something behind it, uh, some sort of mystery behind oh, it yeah. that, that is beyond what we can currently comprehend. Yeah. Which is nice because I didn't it's, want it to be one of those nice things to not where make, like not be predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want it to be one of those things where um where like we come to a point where we they just say it's okay. Right. And then they move on from it. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted it to be an actual thing because you know we're still looking at superhero comics. <laughs> Imagine right? if that's the way it ended. Like everybody in the world, like, yeah, you know what? We're with you, Superman. The end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not that it wouldn't be a good story. It just it wouldn't really be a superhero story, right? So we're here to still get more behind of what what's yeah. going on, what's yeah. really going on. Now, I I think what might be happening is. The fact that he aged so little, like the fact that it was just a mere five days, mm-hmm. I feel like it's an accident. Right. I don't feel like it's a purposeful five day later in the future Wally coming back to do something mm-hmm. or saying something or trying to right a wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's the constant use of Speed Force for someone like Wally, the constant going back and forth through time. Right. That it's causing some sort of rift to where he's going to end up and maybe that's he's sort of displaced now in mm-hmm. a sense you know mm-hmm. and they're saying that they use something like that to like uh, calculate something about half-life and I already and it lost me because you know science so <laughs> well they're, they're talking <laughs> so the science was supposed that it's not because it's not real science right it's fictional science yeah so even if you somehow understood it it's still not going to make sense <laughs> Because it's not real. Um, but the idea is that because um, in time travel, um, your your cells have a certain half-life. So if you're time traveling uh, back and forth, your, your, the half-life of your cells should be at a particular number, mm-hmm. right? So what the booster's conclusion was based on... Um, uh, Wally's uh, time traveling, uh, his half life should be at a certain number, and it's not at that number, right? It's 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 at a number that's based on a different calculation of 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 where his half life should be. Should be, yeah. Okay. It's again, it's, complex, it's, not, it's not real science, right? So it's not like no, science is science. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's cool because there it's taking something else that's we didn't expect from the first part of the right. series right right um and now that you know now that harley is confronting booster again i think we're going to get some real answers next issue yeah because because booster is obviously going to share that revelation with harley and batgirl mm-hmm. right so or girl bat girl bat <laughs> <laughs> Harley kept calling her girl bat. Yeah, girl bats. <laughs> girl bats. I, it was funny when when they were questioning the the robot. 
Oh, yeah. And then Harley shows up, and the robot's like, oh. <laughs> there was another word after oh, but I won't say it. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then a bunch, like, you know. A bunch of, like, asterisks yeah. and asterisks, like, dollar signs, signs, percentile. Hashtags. And all that stuff, you know. Or numbers. Symbols of the world. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, yeah, so he's gonna was sh- hilarious. he's gonna share that revelation with 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 those two, and obviously they're now gonna put their heads together and figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. It also doesn't help that Booster knocked out the Flash, so now he's really wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be really wanted, and it's just gonna make this whole situation a lot tougher for Booster and 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 Beetle, right? So now another another really cool thing that I think they touched upon in this is. There's the common comic book trope, which is because it's comics, they'll all come back to life. Right. The death is not permanent in mm-hmm. comics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of been a thing. Like you, a lot of a lot of storylines use death as sort of this like shock value stuff. Are we talking about uh, Commander Steel? Back. Yeah, Commander yeah, Steel. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Commander Steel brought up a really interesting thing, which is this whole idea of the comic book trope is what's causing these guys trauma. Yeah, because right. they don't know. Yeah, like, like they don't they're gonna know live or die. <laughs> what to expect from life. Yeah. Because every time they die, it's like they lose a portion of their life. And when they come yeah. back to life, they don't know what's been going on. Yeah, they're sort of being displaced from time itself, mm-hmm. right? So, I, I think it's I think it's it's good that they're bringing that point up in this story mm-hmm. because that's one of those things that a lot of readers have problems with, which mm-hmm. is saying like. Death is impermanent, so don't give me death. Give me something more worthwhile. Yeah. But what they're saying is, death is worthwhile because it's an exploration into their their mindset, into mm-hmm. how they can continue to move on, mm-hmm. and sort of like the scarring that goes on that goes on them and goes on their mentality when right. when they, they they don't know if they're coming back, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't know if they should treat that death as serious as it is. Yeah. Right. So it's it's cool, and and a lot of these a lot of these confessionals are starting to, to to really round up the points. Yeah, and I think it's really trickling in like very important details of what they're trying to get across, messaging wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I feel like the um, the way that they sort of sprinkle the con- the confessions throughout the um, the issues is really smart, mm-hmm. right? Like it because the story will continue. And then a confession will pop up, and then it sort of brings you back to the point of the story. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about um, Heroes in Crisis is that you don't lose the main point of the story as you're reading it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of flipping through the pages right now, and, and Booster coming in to knock out Barry was not <laughs> even, smart. It was even just... even Booster in the beginning of this of the the, the opening pages was pretty funny because he's just chilling on the couch. Yeah. His boots are he's got like his long socks on, <laughs> and he's just chilling with some beers and pizza. Like that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so he does that, and then oh, and then this confession I actually kind of forgot about it mm-hmm. uh, from the protector. Oh yeah, yeah. The protector yeah. says, "Don't take drugs." But then there's this whole other sort of like dark backstory to yeah. him, which is like, "Don't take drugs." And I, and you know, that's kind of a thing where you just—it's like a haha thing to say mm-hmm. a lot of times, and it's like a very '90s thing, I think. Yeah. Um, like real life '90s thing. It's like staying in school. Yeah. And all that other, <laughs> all that other stuff, right? But yeah. he says it, 
And then while while he was saying it, he's doing them, mm-hmm. right? Because he would laugh them off, mm-hmm. right? And he would be like, oh, ha-ha, you know, don't do drugs, blah, blah, blah. And then he's in the back doing it and, like, you know, whatever. He doesn't care because it's a funny thing to say. Yeah. And then he said that eventually he became the or else. Yeah. And he himself trajected down that path mm-hmm. of the very thing that his he whole life have. became or else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy, you know, to to think like to to think like that's what scarred him and that's what set him down that path. But it's so it's so it's so close to home and yeah for you know I mean for. Well, for all of us, right? I mean, how many of us can really say that we've ended up where we expected to end up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, when you really think about it, everybody's life to a certain degree is yeah. is an or else. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And uh, again, I, I, that hits really close to home, and it's a good. Uh, that's probably one of the the more deeper and relatable confessions. Um, yeah within these past couple of issues yeah for sure I, I'm really enjoying them as, oh, I, yeah. as I'm going so yeah. uh, you know the, for me this this issue is bringing up a lot of things it's really that, putting me you know, in my emotions <laughs> what? it's really it's really putting me in my feelings is it? to quote my main man Drake <laughs> <laughs> Toronto represent alright so <laughs> let's um Let's go ahead and wrap up our talk on Heroes in Crisis. And let's go ahead and move on to our second book. It's Captain America number seven. It's written by Ta-Nehisi Coates with art by Adam Kubert, colors by Frank Martin, and letters by Joe Caramagna. Um, this one was a little hard to follow, reading this one. Uh, because there's so, so many other things that are sprinkled within the story all while you're trying to follow sort of the main thing that's going on, which is Steve Rogers turning himself in, whether he should do it or not. Yeah. That's the main story, right? Yeah. Uh, But there's so many little things that are sprinkled in between that story that it actually made it a little difficult for me to follow. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, The, the opening scene scene, we're not watching a movie, Uh, the opening pages. (laughs) um, That was a little confusing. I wasn't really sure what that was all about. Uh, I mean, I eventually got it, but not until I was reading a couple of pages in. Oh, with um, what was his face? Strucker. Yeah. Yeah, Baron Strucker. Yeah, uh, that kind of came out of left field, but then and I understood that that sort of ties in. Uh, to the to the power elite, and then uh, the the Daughters of Liberty. That's yeah, a, that's a new thing. <laughs> I it's, I think, I think the idea is cool. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of those characters need space to shine. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know, because they, they didn't hint at all about what that's what that is. They yeah. left you at the cliffhanger. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a. It's not a cliffhanger where you can start drawing conclusions. It's a it's the kind of cliffhanger where like 
you turn around and you're like, oh my god, I'm on a cliff. Like that's <laughs> that's the kind of cliffhanger. It was. Yeah, because for a lot of for a lot of other cliffhangers, you can start drawing conclusions. You can start drawing relations of how they they might connect to the story. And yeah, whatnot, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. With this, I didn't feel like it connected. Like the you could have shown me literally any team there. Yeah, and I would have had no different reaction. And I'm, and that's I feel like. There wasn't enough setup yeah. to get the daughters of liberty in. And, and un- unfortunately, I feel like um, I feel like that each of the issue is becoming more and more like that. Yeah, right. Like the first and the second issue was like cool, and then because it, it was good storytelling, right? It's really good storytelling. <clears throat> and then as a third, fourth, and fifth one came out, it's just like. Uh, it's just like um hmm like it's just becoming increasingly like the things that are happening are becoming increasingly less and less relevant to the things that are happening in the moment and then it only really comes to light a couple of issues later as to why it's what what's going on right and i'm not sure if i'm a fan of that right yeah. because i like to sort of theorize and and try and piece the puzzles together but when the pieces are sort of like all over the place yeah, they don't really exactly, fit. Yeah. Then it's just like okay, like now I'm sort of a little confused. Yeah, right. The storytelling is still good. Don't get me don't get me wrong. It's still very good storytelling, but I just don't want to turn around and, and find out that I'm at the edge of a cliff. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Bucky sort of doing his grunt work didn't help with that either. That was also random, too. right? And that's I think that adds to your point with like there's just a lot of random revelations and. Like, is Cap really okay with Bucky trying to get information that way? Did Cap exactly. know that Bucky was getting information that way? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, I feel like it's, you know, when when the owl said that, it was the owl, right? That was it, was the, it was the owl, yeah. Yeah, so he was like, you know, the owl Varane, mm-hmm. what it looks like. I, I straight up looked at him like Wolverine's back. Yeah, and then, the owl Varane, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that conversation was also very hard to follow. Like... Adam Cooper is a great artist. I love I love Adam Cooper. But please, if you're gonna draw the owl, draw him different than what I also felt like there was a that that there was a message that was trying to be projected in that. Oh yeah, and it yeah, yeah, was yeah. it was lost. Yeah, it was it was lost to uh, randomness. Yeah, you know what lost I mean? to randomness, lost to the fact that he looks like Wolverine, lost to the yeah. fact that it also came out heavy because handed. it's because it's actually. Like it's a fair point, exactly, right? Yeah. And and but it's not it's not a point that you can just sort of throw out there for for people to sort of marinate on their own and then move on with the with the main story. Mm-hmm. Like that's very much a point. And okay, so so for the listeners, the the main point was heroes are just villains with the with a bigger gap or the the villains with the bigger guns. Yeah, right. Th- those are the real heroes. Um, or a, or AKA whoever wins the war is the hero. Yeah, right. Um, but you don't just throw that out there. Like that's that's a pretty heavy point, right? Mm-hmm. And something that you maybe want to even structure like like a like a like a limited run around, right? Like a four six like issue series around. Mm-hmm. You don't just throw it out there with the owl of all people, and, yeah. then, and then just go, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no information. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And like I di- I really didn't think like during a beat down at a bar. Was when, that come out? Was when the owl is gonna say something philosophical about yeah. the existence of heroes and villains? Like that's, it's odd 
the message is great. Odd that it came from him. Also, Bucky breaking that dude's leg. <sighs> Rough times. Yeah, and it was yeah, and exactly, and that adds to a point where it's like, you, you sure Cap's good with that? Yeah, because really. Like that, that guy, that could, goes off. That goes very against. Like that guy, that guy could die. <laughs> yeah, he could bleed out. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, it's just a bunch of odd decisions. I yeah. think. Yeah. And a bunch of random ways to put forth a message that I think is important to be said about the state of this series and about you know what they're trying to accomplish with Cap trying to get his life back. Yeah. Um. But. Just, just done in like a really weird way. Yeah. So, I, I, I feel like there was just you could have given me a completely different crew saying the same things, and, and I would have, I would have gotten the same thing. Yeah. Which means that this wasn't really the right crew to do it. You could have thrown Spider Man in there, that wouldn't made sense. Yeah. It it, <laughs> here's the thing: the whole the whole scene just didn't make sense. Yeah. It didn't have to happen. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, it could. It could have just been Bucky just talking to some guy, like, like, real, just, like really, like real flashing it, like the Flash just walking into the bar and talking to, the, yeah, talking to, or he the could trickster. have snuck up on somebody, yeah, right. He could have snuck up on somebody, or, um, you know, he could have been, he could have maybe gotten information from a Natasha, yeah, like, or the yeah. So either way, like the, however it would have been done or could have been done. It's outcome and its contribution to the story would have been exactly the same. Yeah. So it didn't have to be done that way. And I don't understand why, why, what the decision was behind doing it that mm-hmm. way. Other than to make a, a really strong point that they can't elaborate on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So they also bring up this idea where, um, you know, really the idea of Captain America is the shield and. It, it doesn't matter who was behind the mask, who was doing whatever, who was the real Steve Rogers. Ultimately, at the end of the day, Captain America is the image that's stained, mm-hmm. right? And it that's that's the image that needs to repa- be repaired. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with repairing the image of Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. It has to do with Cap, mm-hmm. right? And, and Because I think, the idea of Cap has been shared amongst exactly. many people. Yeah, so... When, when they talk about that at the end, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about how you can kill the dreamer, which in this case is Steve Rogers, but you can't kill the dream, which is Captain America. Yeah. And and then the whole Daughters of Liberty thing happens. So I, I don't know how that's going to connect. Interesting. I like it. Don't know where it's going. Also, why did you have to do it so secretively? Like, oh, sh- yeah. Like Sharon was just like, like she had the shield in her bag and she just like was like slightly peeking inside of it and then like the daughters of liberty is here <laughs> like she was i don't know what language she was saying something something sisters i think it's a uh, latin latin yeah oh, she, oh yeah okay yeah okay yeah it makes sense yeah it latin. uh again the dryad summons us it's like again when was the first time yeah. where did they show where did this collection of women show up the first time <laughs> yeah so it's i yeah i just I'm, I'm intrigued about where they're going but ultimately you could have you could have thrown any team on there and it would have been like okay yeah it because could, it, it there wasn't enough sprinkle to tell us what was going on it, but now i'm wondering maybe this team would like use in another book that we're not following maybe yeah. that's why it's like lost on us but i feel like it could have been spider ham and the uh 
and the uh, and the impact would be the same. It could have been that in fact, it'd be more. If, in fact, it'd be team. more interesting if it was Spider Ham. <laughs> like, what's he doing here? <laughs> now the questions come out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's a we'll see for sure because yeah. there, there's literally no conclusion. There's no context for no why context. they're there. So, yeah, yeah, that really is a literal we'll see. <laughs> uh, it's past uh, that first arc. I was, I, I, I still feel like it's in it's it's in the first arc. Like you're still yeah, well, it's in, still there in in a sense. Yeah, like it's it it's just. They just finished off a, a smaller side story in the bigger in the bigger main story. Mm-hmm. It's like Luffy going around and and doing all these little adventures and fights in the main story of him just trying to become the pirate king. <laughs> yeah, a thousand yeah, episodes so. in, and he's still not the pirate king. <laughs> Dude, you probably should just give it up, man. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to mention before we move on, um, there was the part where where he's talking about how. Captain America really is serving the government. Like, he's mm-hmm. a government entity, right? And ever since the Registration Act, which is, you know, going all the way back to Civil War, right? he's talking about how a lot of that's been lost on him. A lot mm-hmm. of that's been lost on Captain America, mm-hmm. which is, you know, he like he's been straying away, further and further away, and he's sort of been serving his own purpose, right? Right, right. Then, you know, Sharon reigns him in. It's like, no, Captain America serves the country, doesn't serve the government, right? Mm-hmm. But at what point, at what point does that blur? Because... The government is serving the country. The government is voted are, in by the are, country. They're voted in by the country, but right? they're not so, necessarily they're not serving necessarily them. serving, but they are voted in by the people. They're voted in by the country, mm-hmm. so in turn, they're serving the country because the country voted them in. So, yeah, their job now, is to serve the country. Exactly. It doesn't mean they're going to do oh, no, their no, job. No, absolutely. <laughs> but no, no. Well, okay, but we're talking about utopian, like the idea of a utopian world. You right. vote the government, and the government works for you. Right. 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 So, ideally, that's ideally. Yeah. So that's that's the ideal. So. The ideal of Captain America is also to serve that. So by serving the country is to serve the government that is also serving the country. Mm-hmm. So if we're just, if, you know, we're not talking about the actual, you know, political whatever, because I don't want to get into all that. Because obviously we Well, know, I think that but, I think Sharon's point is that when you're serving the, like. You have to the, keep the country's the, interests the, at heart. I guess. Yeah, the government doesn't equal the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. The, the government can certainly represent the country, but the government isn't the country. And I think that was her point. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's an, that's an a direct clash of their ideals because mm-hmm. Steve really comes from a time where the government it was, it is was, the country. Was one and the same. Exactly. Yeah. So that clash and ideal to me is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, it's showing an evolution of what the ideal of Captain America is. Mm-hmm. So that... If they continue to explore that moving forward, I feel like it's going to come up with some really interesting thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So a random thought. Uh, I'm yeah. looking behind you and I see the... Uh, a g- 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 ghost? The... Uh, the uh, it's not a ghost. No, it's not. The, the Do not be afraid. <laughs> the uh, the graphic novel collection of After Death by Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire. Yes. I just saw AD and I was like, Anthony Davis. What, oh. <laughs> what are you doing with an Anthony Davis book? I didn't even know he wrote one. <laughs> Anyways, random it's chron- point. It's chronicling his uh, his his his, <laughs> his uh, request to get out of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry, back back to the main point. <laughs> Actually, I got that book signed. I, I don't know if I told you, I got that book signed from Jeff Lemire. Oh, yeah, I got the hardcover signed by Jeff Lemire. Which stupid me, 
uh, Scott Snyder was also at that convention. For some reason, I forgot to bring this book over to him to sign. Yeah, that was real, that's real stupid. That's really dumb. That's Could a, have both. A, but I mean, that's typical Jerry, though. <sighs> <laughs> all right so book number three is uh, justice league annual number one and is written by who would have thunk it scott snyder and james tiny in the fourth with art by daniel sampier on pencil juan alberon on ink colors by adriano lucas and letters by tom napolitano now i feel like um this was a very unexpected read. <laughs> to Beca- say the least. Yeah. Because I was expecting this particular like event to happen in the to span line. over like the course of three yes. or four more issues of Justice League. Yes. As opposed to it just ending right away. Way too many things happen in this book. But but they they managed it well, I think. Yeah. No, it, it was paced well. Mm-hmm. But it's just I did not expect all of this to happen in an annual. In an annual that uh, people might aren't necessarily going to know to pick up. Yeah. Right? Because they might, if this is really like how they're going to end it off of an annual, then somebody picks up the next issue of Justice League and they're like, what happened <laughs> to the rest of this yeah. story? And the worst part would be um, for the people reading trades, you know, mm-hmm. that, that pick up trades, mm-hmm. this will be collected in there. So there wouldn't yeah. be a problem for those guys. Yeah. For the people who like a year from now be like, you know what? Time to go collect that Justice League series. And then they go pick up all the issues and they yeah. just go chronologically, yeah. you know, load numerically. Then they'd be like, I clearly missed something there. Yeah. The, what mis- what issues <laughs> am I missing between 13 and 14? <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because Perpetua was not and now Perpetua is. So Sorry, what happened? Sorry, I meant to say 16 and 17. <laughs> Are we that far in? 16, 17? Yeah. Uh, last issue was uh, 16? 16. Ah. Math. <laughs> I, I couldn't find the 16.1 uh, that's apparently out there. <laughs> yeah, and what a point one it is. <laughs> um, okay, so lots of things happened in this book. Almost too many things, but you know, we'll, but they 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 wrapped it up. They wrapped it up well, pretty nicely. And I actually really enjoy the pacing of it. I enjoy the flow of it. Um, so there's the idea that the Omega Titans that they were uh, fighting off in um, in No Justice yeah. in that No Justice miniseries, yeah. the Omega Titans' sole existence and their so and the sole reason why they appeared in the first place is so that. They can seal the source wall. They can mend it, yeah. Yeah, because the titans that were originally on the source wall, now that the source wall has been broken, they're, they're no longer effective. So mm-hmm. I think the the Omega Titans now have to go and seal the, and you know commit themselves to sealing and using their powers to seal the source wall. Right. So knowing that, um, the the league and like the heroes of the universe go and basically get the titans towards the source wall. Yeah. Right, and now they're going to commit to to sealing it. So Starman, with the power to have all seven energies within him, then asks Kendra, and and basically asks her to to say, "Hey, would you be a part of this to seal the Source Wall?" So that that part, I think, is the only part where I was like. Wish I I do wish this occurred over two issues for solely the fact that you literally asked one of the heroes to sacrifice all of eternity. Yeah, and then she basically just said okay, and she's like, 
cool sign me up yeah <laughs> put me in coach and, and, and her reason was i've i've died for lesser causes than this which makes sense yeah of yeah. course of course she has yeah right because she's she's stuck in an infinite cycle of reincarnation right yeah um, but I felt like that was kind of a cop out. Yes. And for a decision like that, no mm-hmm. matter which character, I feel like, and especially someone who's been in the main league now for this, the series, um, and is really a character that they're trying to bring back, like, you know, going mm-hmm. through, going through the, um, the, uh, Dark Knight's Metal and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like it's, it would have led to something like this, right. which is what I think Snyder is trying to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with that being said, she was about to do it, and then obviously the Legion gets in the way, Brainiac's back, blah, 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 all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So now they take Starman's power, uh, basically unleashing whatever's behind the sword wall, just breaks it. And then we finally get the reveal of Perpetua. Right. I thought Perpetua was really well designed. Mm-hmm. There is some fear looking at her. Kind of looks like Liliana Vess. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, <laughs> like like a like a like a like a cross between Liliana Vess and Hella. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's a it's a crazy looking bean, and mm-hmm. I think it's it was not what I thought Perpetua would be. Yeah. I had thought Perpetua would be a character of life, mm-hmm. which she is. You know, she's got like her team of warriors, whatever. But like, I would have thought because she she's the one that created the the original universe and blah blah, blah all that other stuff, right? Yeah. So, I would have thought she would have looked less evil. Yeah. She looked really. She evil. looked really menacing. Yeah. But maybe that's not not like her true form. Well, maybe she was just really angry. Yeah, because she for sure upon first. I mean, release. well, they said that I'm not gonna get imprisoned again, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so she comes out, um, and like a whole bunch of heroes just disappear. Mm-hmm. They just all disappear, and and I'm wondering if it's if it's actually just her erasing beans, yeah, and trying to rebalance the multiverse again. Yeah. So that part of that was pretty cool, but you know, a little bit random with some of those guys disappearing. But yeah, you know who she really looks like? She kind of really looks like a Traxa, the Praetor's voice. Someone's out here playing Commander. I haven't played that deck in a while. I haven't, we, haven't, deck. we haven't played Magic oh, in we haven't a while. Play, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I haven't played Magic in probably over a year now. Yeah. Well, we we have because we do the. Oh well, yeah, still, you right? and uh, you and your wife have. Yeah, we just uh, do the pre-release. Victor Young has not. Victor Young. <laughs> Victor Young should. Victor Young should bring uh, his Victor deck. Young will not. Victor Young has no more decks. <laughs> oh, you sold them all. I sold them all. Oh wow. That's a discussion we're going to have to have uh-huh. off here, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a long discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she looks very menacing. And mm-hmm. it's, um, but it's nice because like, I guess it obviously pits her as a, a, the main villain. The main villain. The, the big bad, right? Uh, so she's, she's for sh- like, for sure, there's no way that, um, that the Legion is going to be able to contain her. Oh, no, for sure. Like even Brainiac, even like, having Brainiac and Luther together, there's no way. They had her in that little containment thing, yeah. and I was just like, "That is the dumbest thing you guys could do." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like why keep her around like that? Yeah, she's she's gonna lose her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's, she, she's more or less still in prison. Yeah, and she exactly. said she didn't want that. So, yeah. 
<laughs> there's uh there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> and I think that's I mean with this issue especially and like with this series in general, it's it's kind of like that. There's not a whole lot in terms of like in terms of themes and stuff like that. There's not a whole lot to really go in depth of. Yeah. It's really been just this like blockbuster summer blockbuster movie that's spanned mm-hmm. like over this entire series. And it's just, you know, more and more big punches and like big things happening and epic scale things happening so yeah yeah there's uh i mean it's it's a justice league issue mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's gonna happen yeah, yeah yeah um i'm i'm just wondering like if this is how they're actually gonna end it because obviously there's no way to tell until issue 17 comes out yeah right which should be i believe i believe next week. next week yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so if, Justice League really taking up our uh, podcast time here, really yeah, getting oh, our it's, our airtime. It's it's what it's it's what big time blockbuster issues do. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's all it really when you really think about it, it's always been it's always been a Justice League, uh, um, yeah, issue yeah. that because it's a weekly release, right? So no, no bi-weekly. Sorry, bi-weekly. bi-weekly yeah, bi-weekly, my, yeah, my mistake. Bi-weekly. Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, we started off our podcast doing Dark Knight's Metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And all and all yeah, the right. all the tie-in issues. Mm-hmm. Um and then after that it was uh <laughs> after Dark Knight's Metal it was no uh, Justice, no justice. And, and, and then no Drowned, justice Earth. Drowned Earth. Well no Justice League and then Drowned Earth and then yeah. which is part of Justice League and then, and then more Aquaman issues that like, like it's a lot. Like it's <laughs> when you really think about it like comic books tying in with each other, it's 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 especially when the tie-ins contain important information like it did in Drowned Earth. Eh, maybe not not closer to the latter half of it, but um, it's a lot to take in, and of course we we have to then cover it in the show, right? Which then ends Just to up make sure nobody misses anything. Well, well, then it ends up being half of our show is <laughs> is the main story <laughs> plus the, all the time issues, event, yeah, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. but that's again, that's that's just how Justice League issues go, yeah, yeah, right? Because that's really their their sort of blockbuster, right? Yeah, yeah, so. I wonder if they're going... I mean, chances are, I think they're going to do a recap um, come the next issue. Or they might just do the whole uh, Dragon Ball route and then just have the movie first and then redo the next first 28 episodes as the two movies. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did the movie come out first? The movie came out first. It was Battle of Gods and then Resurrection of F. And then the first 28 episodes was Battle of Gods and Resurrection of F, but in anime form. So the the movie came out first? I thought the movie was a recap, so it came out after. No. The movies came out first, and then the animes were the recap. So you could have literally skipped the first 28 episodes Just by watch watching the, the first two movies. Huh. Wish you told me that. I did. You didn't oh, listen. But you didn't say those came out first. If you said you, they came out first, I would have been like, oh, you, I'll watch it. First. What do you mean? What do you think I meant when I said you can skip the first 28 episodes by watching the first two movies? Because to me, that sounds like a recap, not a thing that came out first. But why would you not rather than just watch the two movies anyway, like, regardless? I like, I like watching the source, man. 28 times 22 minutes. What's the what's the time on that? Do the math I for don't me. Know. I Pull don't it a calculator. I don't have a calculator. Listeners, if you... It's a it's a lot right here. Let me you know I got a calculator pinned on here because I'm a I'm a math guy. Oh look at that! It's six one six. So it's twenty two times twenty eight. Yeah, it's six one six. Twenty two times twenty eight. Yep, six one six. Six hundred and sixteen minutes. 
What a great Marvel Versus, let's say, an hour and a half movie, which is what? Uh, 90 minutes? Yeah. So you'd rather spend 616 minutes versus 180 minutes. If it came out first. Dude, you're ridiculous, man. You're, wow. <laughs> wow. This is what I got to deal with, listeners. This is an inefficient uh, co-host over here. <laughs> <laughs> man, this, uh... this is the Jerry Roasting Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Roast Jerry. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We, we Back to the main point here. Uh, but you know, but we, for the most part, I think we covered what we needed to cover in Justice. Oh League. yeah, yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, because I mean, now now they're all defeated. You know, they're like very defeated looking. Well, and, on top of that, now everyone's mad at Earth. Yeah, Every, like literally but, everyone's. But why? Mad. And like this is the problem. Okay, so you know what? I'm glad we brought that up. Yeah. Here's a problem I have with 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 them saying like no one is Earth ally now. Like everyone's upset at Earth. It's like. What did you guys do? That was exactly what I thought too. Like, what was your brilliant plan? Yeah. Like, to what fix was the, the source wall? <laughs> yeah. What was your brilliant plan? And also, where were you when the dark multiverse invaded? Yeah. You know, granted, dark multiverse very much is an Earth thing, an but, Earth thing, and yeah. very much a Batman thing. Yeah. But where were you guys? Yeah. So, like, I I found that part is like I understand everyone's just upset at the person who didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. But where was everyone else in that moment? Yeah. Right? Like, at least Earth's heroes tried. Exactly. And like, like, you have no right to be upset. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they tried, and you had four armies, and you couldn't fight off Brainiac. And you're blaming Earth's hero for that? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. A, an, an Earth hero was about to sacrifice her entire existence mm-hmm. to seal the source wall. So, yeah. like, that part rubbed me the wrong way, you know? And I wonder if, like... I wonder if that's something that will be brought up and be like, Earth would just like, finally Batman would just snap and be like, where were you guys? I feel but, like that, I, I feel like Batman should. Yeah. I think he should snap at, at uh, stupid Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Kilowog just be like, oh no, it wasn't even Kilowog that said it, it was the other guy. And it's like, <laughs> I fear Earth will have few allies in the days to come. Like, really? Now you abandon them? Yeah. It's like, you screw you, man. Like they, <laughs> they just try to save you guys and you abandon them. Yeah. So, whatever. Anyways, that <laughs> grinded my gear. So, <laughs> yeah. There's uh there was all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think we've covered what we needed to cover in these books. We did. Um, we did. And with you know with Justice League, it's mainly like a big action scene. Uh-huh. So let's uh, go ahead and wrap that up, and let's go talk about that coffee we've been having. First thoughts, Victor. What do you Honestly, think? Honestly, I have no clue, man. <laughs> I feel like it's really herbally. It's got like a real green tea essence to it, in my opinion. Mm, okay. Like a, like a green tea or like a black tea. Those uh, are very different. No, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's got a bit of both in there. All right. Yeah, maybe more black tea than green tea. Now I think about it. <laughs> Dark green tea. Dark green tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more more black tea than green tea now that I think about it. But it's got that like really earthy, like leafy more black. taste. More black tea. For sure. And uh yeah. green tea's not roasted as long. I that's think, really so. that that's really all I'm getting. Um to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I can't um I can't I can't for the life of me figure it out. It's but it's good. 
Like it's a like it's a it, this is a good everyday coffee. Yes, absolutely. Like I like this is one where you where you wake up and then you you pop it in your Keurig or you brew it whatever. That's this is the kind of coffee you'd want to have um, as a as a daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I, yeah, can't, I can't for the life of me out. discern like. Um. Yeah. No. I no. I can't figure it out. Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's just see what okay. let's just do the reveal. Let's just see what it is. Really. Tart green apple. Get out. Apple, pear, honeydew, and toffee. What? Oh wait, honeydew? Honeydew, my man. I almost thought you just said honey. And I was like, No, oh, it's oh, honeydew, honeydew, the fruit. That's a really specific That's a very flavor. specific flavor that we have all the time. That that we should be able to you know what? Here, let me just hold on. With that I, in mind. Yeah. No, 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 not at no, all. No, not at all. Um, and the pear. It said pear. It said pear, pear, apple, tart green apple. So like a Granny Smith. Can't get any of it. Maybe it maybe it was the brewing process that we decided to do it with. But because we did it in a French press, maybe this isn't meant to be brewed in a French press. I guess so. Um. So maybe perhaps if I we only tried like press. maybe perhaps if we tried like a drip coffee, maybe that might bring out the flavor notes a bit better. But even even when this was like fresh, 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 straight from the pot, like I was I wasn't getting it. No, not at all. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to give this one a second try. Maybe maybe off air. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like another day, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have to get a I'll have to get a different machine. Cause I only, um, I think I have a drip coffee. I don't know. Well, but I, I have my yeah. French press, but I don't. I don't. Know well, drip coffee. We we'd have to get like the filter. Like, like it's it's a it's a different kind of process, yeah. right? Or I'll just get like an AeroPress or something. Yeah, something that would be nice. But uh, but we'll we'll have to give this one uh, a second try at some point to to really sort of figure it out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, also, just want to note, uh, you know, this coffee actually came from uh, my relatives out in the states. Ah. In California, shout out to Jerry's Los, relatives. LA, LA's in California, right? LA's in California. Los Angeles, California. Okay, so from California, <laughs> actually from my, uh, I think my uh, my cousin picked that one up. Okay, uh, my cousin Albert. Shout out to Albert. Yeah, just uh, just picked that out for me, and then uh, my parents went and visited my family out in the states. They, you know, shout outs to back, so. to your parents. Shout outs to the uh, yeah, shout outs to my parents. Shout outs to the fact that the states exist and that they have <laughs> you know, they have coffee there. Shout outs to airplanes that. Go back shout, and out, shout out to everything and anything involved in the process of getting this coffee here. Shout out to that bag. Shout Keeping out, it fresh. You know, what, you know what? Shout out to the main man, Leonardo Lauiza, who is the grower <laughs> of the beans. Shout outs to him. Shout outs to that guy. Yeah, for sure. Shout outs to that guy again. No, but for real, shout outs to my cousin. Um, <laughs> you know, thanks. Actually, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Couldn't get all the flavor notes, you know, as we, I guess, normally don't. But. Very, last week's very was, we enjoyable. Were close. Oh yeah, last week we were very. Close. We were spot on well for one note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like spot on though. That's yeah. that's worth something. All right, so that's that coffee. Uh, let's go ahead and um, move on to the humble heroes agency segment. Let's boardroom see. Uh, see what's uh, what, who's see who's waiting for us up in the boardroom. Who's sitting on that 
small chair. <laughs> <laughs> And we have arrived at the boardroom, where we will conduct our next search for the mother for the newest member, not another newest member. I'd <laughs> <laughs> say just like ah,、oh, it's another member. No, the newest member of the humble heroes agency. Let's give us some value to these guys. Huh? Give these get some values to these guys. You can't just say another member. Exactly. That's why I quickly changed it. It was like you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to do that to them. They're they're valuable assets to the humble heroes agency. So you know, of course. So we're out there scouting the newest member. Well, who do we have on our doors today? We have a new hero. Okay. His name is Yippie Kaye Kid. <laughs> Yippie Kaye. Leroy. They're gonna say Bruce. Was Willis was born to a long line of Western men. His father is a cowboy. His grandfather was one, all the way back to his ancestor in the Old West in the mid 1880s. He was fascinated with the stories of his father and grandfather told him, along with the comics he read when he wasn't doing his farm work. He's he's like really deep in the West. This guy, Southwest. All right. He thought that he could help his home city. As its very own superhero, he fashioned himself a costume and built tools to help him fight crime. He started practicing on the herds of sheep and cattle and wrestling hogs to deal with tough fighters. Okay, then he was ready. Now he rides around town on horseback, lassoing back, lassoing robbers and blasting street thugs to protect his city, as the Yippie Kaye Kid, the young hero of the West. So interesting background. Kind of feel like he's. Gonna be our budget version of、uh, Batman and the Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of actually. Now that you've mentioned that, <laughs> he's a good he's a good mix of both. Bio. Oh, I guess I don't really care about his bio to be honest.、Uh, powers is what I'm really looking for. Powers, expert roping skills, quick reflexes. Skilled marksman. So does this person does does Yippie Kaye Kid use a gun? I would I would assume so. Using a gun on horseback. Are are we he's also an expert horseback rider? Are we at Humble's Hero Agency okay with、uh, Yippie Kaye Kid using firearms? Now see, that's a that's a tough one. We will put that as、uh, pending for the moment. Horseback rider,、uh, <laughs> hand-to-hand combat expert. Now, and, what if he's using、uh, and weapons expert? So clearly, yeah, he's using a gun. Weapons. Okay, yeah. I was actually gonna say, what if he uses bow and arrow? But I mean, <laughs> apparently, that changes everything. Technically, that's a west. That's a, it's a weapon. Technically, so yeah. Costume: red plaid shirt, blue jeans, brown cowboy boots, red tasseled gloves, cowboy hat, red hanky over mouth, black mask. Holsters on belt guns, belt with lasso and bull skull knuckle、uh, buckle. He's he's looking real looking real cowboy out there, but like a lumberjack cowboy with his red plaid shirt. Cowboys wear plaid shirts. Yeah, no, no, but I was just going with the whole. The oh, red, I see, red I see, plaid,、yeah. right? So, I see very lumberjacky of him. 
His weakness, lack of tools. Without his gear, he can only fight at close range. That he make that it makes it sound like that's a bad thing. Like if he's in close range, like it's not a good thing. Even though he's a hand to hand combat expert. Oh yeah, it says that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, hand to can hand to hand combat expert, so huh. What are your thoughts on Yippie Kaye Kid so far? Um I'll say this. <laughs> he he's he's a cowboy. He's a he's a cowboy. It's a cowboy. He's he's the cowboy version of Batman Karate Kid. I think you bring up a good point the about firearms. I think you bring up a good point about firearms. Are we allowing um, this to uh, to slide? I don't know, but I do think I do think Yibikaye Kid brings a lot to the table. I think he does. In the sense that I feel like he brings that edge, like he brings the sort of like instinctual things like that that I think a lot of heroes might absolutely because he's working without superpowers right Mm -hmm. so he's gotta have to be instinctual and I think that's what a lot of teams are lacking so I do think that that's helpful yeah of the whole firearms thing I don't know but we'll see you know we can always we can always we can always trial review it later yeah exactly and allow him just to use hand to hand combat for now the thing that he's weak at and also an expert at yeah yeah. <laughs> so uh, makes no sense. Uh, but regardless, Yibikaye Kid, welcome aboard. Welcome tentatively to the Humble Heroes Agency. You will receive your temporary, I guess, <laughs> pending member union card. You'll get a card. It's, in the mail. <laughs> it's a card that's made out of like ice, solid icing sugar. And it's like it's sensitive. It's tentative, <laughs> so yeah. Just, uh, yeah, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out one of his enemies' name is Senior Armadillo. Yeah. So uh, and, and Spring Heels, whatever that spring means. Spring Heels. I have no idea what that means. So but, uh, I, I can now count Senior Armadillo as one of our enemies now. Yeah. It's one of Senior Armadillo. Senior Armadillo, you it's gonna better be some crazy. You better, you better roll in the ball, and it's gonna it's gonna be some crazy nine issue arc. Yeah, <laughs> try to take down Senior Armadillo. <laughs> All right, so that pretty much wraps up the Humble Heroes Agency segment, and we're gonna hop on to the Cosmic Treadmill real quick to go see what is in store for us next week. What is in store for us next week? Hold on, hold on. Oh, meow. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, meow. <laughs> next week we have die number three batman number 64 green lantern number four justice league number 17 young justice number two and a brand new daredevil number one what i'm actually very excited about that particular series because marco Cicchetto, i really like him mm-hmm. He's such an amazing artist when he did his run with Greg Rucka on The Punisher, I was like, oh, man, this is this is crazy. My favorite version of Punisher. So we are all in for a treat. Yeah, I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. And I think you will be. I think you will be. I hope so. Yeah, it's a great artist. And uh, Chip, very good writer, too. So, you know, we'll, we should be treated to some, uh, some good <laughs> Daredevil story, that's for sure. <laughs> very good. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> while we look forward to that... This is the conclusion of our episode, so we thank you for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed our discussion on this episode. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and amongst 
a whole bunch of other service providers. So please remember to leave us a review and a rating if you have some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we talked about, or if you got a book that's on your current poll list and you want us to discuss on the show, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics for the show, twitter.com slash jaredthebear52 for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics, and we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you want to be a part of the community, you can join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. See ya.